This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Romani. Crowder will inbound. Cousins waving his arms. Not an easy inbound with that big body in front of you. Crowder looking, throws it. Alley, a ball! Hey, he puts it down! He puts it down! It's over! And they're trying to say goaltending, but that's a live basketball. He can finish it. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. To the other evening, game three tonight. Welcome to BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Check in with Ryan Horvath to talk about the Bucks and how he's betting the NBA this evening. In just a moment, 20 minutes from now, we will share our lightning bets. And Joe G, we've got some breaking news in the NBA. Not a surprising move at all. When we heard from Rick Carlisle after they decided to part ways, however they put it, it doesn't really matter. He's gone. He's fired. Whatever they did. Um, you knew he had a landing spot. You knew he had something figured out and it makes sense he goes to a pretty talented roster apparently with the Pacers Tim McMahon reporting that the Pacers are hiring Rick Carlisle as head coach he will sign a four-year 29 million dollar contract and and I mentioned talented you know he doesn't have Luca anymore but he but Sabonis is pretty good he is I, I like the move for the Pacers and and for Rick Carlisle I've long been a big fan of Rick Carlisle. I mean, way back in the day when he was with the Pistons and obviously what he did with the Mavericks, won the title. And, you know, there were years there in the middle where it's like, what, what's happening there? Until they got Luka back to the playoffs last couple of years. I think it's a great hire for the Pacers. And I think there are other teams out there that should have been all over Rick Carlisle. Maybe it was maybe he wanted to go to Indiana. Maybe they offered him the most money. But a little Boston. Surprise. Yeah, that's right. But Boston yeah. would have been a great spot. Um, they hired a first-time coach yesterday. But good, good landing spot for Rick Carlisle. Good job by the Pacers. Uh, that's Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ostrowski, and we bring in a BetQL uh, network teammate. His name is Ryan Horvath. He co-hosts BetMGM tonight, weeknights, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern time. Horvy, uh, you can't just give credit to one side. We can't talk about how great Trey Young was. Uh, right. If you're looking at the Milwaukee perspective, you got to blame people. We've got to blame. So for serving up some uh, blame pie how are you going to divvy it up? And uh, you cannot give over 100% to Coach Bud. Well, how am I doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. I actually, um, I'm just getting my day started, Joe, because I'm getting used to the Eastern time zone and I work until 11 p.m. now. Is it all on Coach Bud? Like everyone wants it to, like they seemingly want it to be because we walked in and he was the issue. Let's see what they can do. They make it all the way to the conference finals. I'm not saying because of him, but yeah, uh, but yeah. The plan against Trey Young and, and the drop coverage was not working. No, it really wasn't. And uh, the rotations were brutal. Like, I don't know why in the year 2021, Jeff Teague was covering Trey Young last night. I don't know why. Now, okay, so the final play 
uh, of the game. Well, not the final play of the game, but the one where Chris – well, not the, not Middleton. I'm, I'm talking about Pat Connaughton getting a play drawn up for him. I'm going back and forth with people on social media. Nobody believes that that was actually the play that was drawn up. I think that it was, man, because Coach Bud – Budenholzer's always had these this obsession with different guys. Every single season, it's somebody new. A couple of years back, he kept playing Nico Miritich, even though Miritich was shooting like 25% in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors. Kept going to him, going to him. Finally, Game 7 realized, or Game 6, I should say, realized this guy's shooting us out of the series. He's given us nothing on the defensive end. I got to give him a do-not-play coach's decision. Uh, it was Ursan Ilyasova for years, and now that guy's become Pat Connaughton. There's no reason that Pat Connaughton needs to be playing 25, 30 minutes in a playoff game, and there's definitely no reason that down three in a tie game, any situation like that in the Eastern Conference Finals, granted it's game one, a play should be drawn up for Pat Connaughton, or he should get the look for three. Um, didn't really make a whole lot of sense. So I think I would give 60% of the blame to Mike Budenholzer. Chris Middleton was pretty bad. Uh, people are ragging on Middleton per usual, but I don't think the Bucs are in this situation in the Eastern Conference Finals without Chris Middleton. I mean, he dropped 30 on the Nets twice, uh, one of them being in a must-win game when the Bucs trailed in that series 3-2. So I think he deserves a little bit of the blame. And then I think Giannis actually deserves some of the blame, but that's something in Milwaukee that nobody ever wants to give. Uh, you know, I mean, that's your superstar right there. And no one ever wants to blame the superstar. We, we blame the other guys and say it's, it's not yeah. guy's fault. Ryan, so take, take me through last night. You're on BetMGM tonight. You're live on the air. We, we, I, did you have the Bucks side of this? It was a big number. And so like, take me through what it's like for you on the show last night reacting to this live. First off, congratulations, Joe. And it's nice to be able to speak with you now that I could actually yeah. hear you guys. This actually works out pretty well. Um, so last night I was actually on Atlanta. I just thought that that was way too many points, eight points. I figured it was going to be a two possession game. Now, I did think that the Bucs were going to ultimately pull away and win that game. You would think with it being at the Pfizer Forum, both teams coming off huge game seven wins and grueling series um, but I'll tell you, it's kind of crazy because I'm keeping an eye on everything that's going on in Major League Baseball. And last night wasn't a huge slate, but we had a lot going on. We had an NHL hockey game, a huge Stanley Cup playoff game. And then, uh, you know, on the corner television, I'm trying to keep up to date or keep updated with what's going on in the Bucks game. And there was just so much going on where it looked like at times in the fourth quarter, the Bucks were going to pull away. But honestly, that's why I liked Atlanta so much last night covering the eight points because the Bucks. Still, we're here in the playoffs. It's June 24th, and I can't think of one time that they've put together a four-quarter basketball game, put together a full basketball game. Blown leads, um, Bud not making the proper adjustments. It's just something that they've done the last three years. Uh, they don't really cover the three-point line very well. They give up way too many open jumpers. So I kept saying, this is kind of a matchup nightmare for Atlanta. How are they going to stop Giannis with just John Collins and Clint Capella? But I also feel like this is a nightmare matchup for the Bucs because the Hawks have four or five guys that can put the ball on the floor and can knock down jumpers, and that's what give the, gives the Bucs trouble all the time. Do I have to continue to hammer Trey Young and John Collins props? Yeah, John Collins. I was actually on the points last night. I didn't play the rebounds for the first time in the playoffs. I think that we do, though. I think you're going to have to, especially John Collins on the glass. One person I'd stay away from, I saw a lot of people last night were on Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez points, three-point field goals made, rebounds. That was the only adjustment that Bud made last night. He benched Brooke Lopez. I don't, feel, I don't think Brooke Lopez is going to be able to play in this series, so I would stay away from any prop that involves him. Oh, we can go all-unders. 
or you could go all unders. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get a six and a half or a seven in rebounds anymore. I don't know if you'll get double digit points. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much run he gets. I, I think he's only going to be able to play 20 minutes. Like, I won't be surprised. Obviously, I think they'll probably still start him. He'll probably start the third quarter, but I don't think you'll see him in the in the fourth quarter. Hopefully, you see somebody besides Pat Connaughton, though. <laughs> Ryan, where were you on the series before it started? And has your mind changed at all here? There's a big, still a big number on the Bucks to win the series. Yeah, I wanted to play the Bucks actually in the series, but that number was unplayable. So if anything, it would have been Atlanta or nothing for me. So what I did was I looked at the exact result of the series and was looking at some plus money and Bucks in five. I, I think the series goes six. After last night, not so sure. Maybe we do get another seven-game series. But I would look to play something like that, like Bucks and six. I do think that the Bucks will win game two. Um, man, I, again, I don't know if they're going to win by seven, seven and a half points. I think a lot of these games are going to be one-possession games that come down to the wire because the Bucks really have no answer for Trey Young. You could have Drew Holiday follow him around for the entire game. That's what I would do. But if they're going to attempt to play Jeff Teague, or Bryn Forbes in this series. I just feel like a lot of these games are going to come down to the final possession. So I would still look to probably play the Bucks in six. But, um, man, like I said, I think Atlanta really is a nightmare matchup for them. I do think that the Bucks ultimately win, but it, it's going to be tough for them. And I also, it, like at the end of the day, when Philadelphia uh, dropped game one in the last round, Joe and I both jumped all over Philadelphia, and I couldn't believe that it was pretty much a pick em after game one where I played Philadelphia minus 110 to win the series. Now, that's completely different because Embiid was dealing with a meniscus uh, injury. Ben Simmons, he caught the yips. Like, I've never seen anybody that afraid to be on the basketball court in the fourth quarter of a game, especially somebody that's making near-max money. And uh, you never knew what you were going to get from Tobias Harris. I think this is a different series because I think the Bucks are a better team. They're healthy. But, man, Atlanta... I feel like everybody's still sleeping on in Atlanta and they're not getting the proper respect. Bucks minus three in the first quarter tomorrow, minus four and a half in the first half. Desperate team still at home. Would you jump on either of those? I think that one, if I'm look, if I'm looking to play the Bucks tomorrow, I think that would be the way to go because again, they're at home, Pfizer Forum, but that place was quiet, man. Trey Young really it silenced was. that place. I, I, you know, I saw I saw your former coworker Bart Winkler bring that up, and some Bucks fans were, were getting on him about it. But then I started to think about it. Uh, it was a big story every other round about how the opponents, the, the fan base, what they were doing to Trey Young. That was a non-story last night. No, it really is. It really was. Um, so the best part about being away from Milwaukee now is I could kind of like talk a little bit of trash. So in Milwaukee, like everybody's flipping out right now. Nobody shows up. I mean, people were at the game, but that crowd was was silent, man. And um, it's funny because on first take or one of the national shows with Molly and Max Kellerman, I can't think of the name of the show even, they rip Milwaukee saying that it's a terrible place. Like they had no interest in the playoffs because they didn't want to go to Phoenix. Nobody cares about Milwaukee. Um, you know, that none of the big market teams are still out there. In Bucks fans and everybody in Milwaukee, people were calling in. I was listening to Bart's show going crazy. We don't get the proper respect. Last night's a great example. Like, where was everybody? And then, like, the beautiful thing about Milwaukee is if just one celebrity, celebrity or, you know, singer from 15 years ago that everybody remembers, like Cheryl Crow, claims to be a Bucks fan, everybody loves her. So I guess she's going to be at game two. People are hyped up about it. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, you watch Trey Young against the Knicks, right, in that series, and you got Spike Lee and all these celebrities talking trash, the crowd's chanting Trey's balding and F you Trey. He gets spat on, which I don't agree with, obviously. But then like 
even in the second round. Like, look at that Philadelphia crowd. At least they're showing some passion. Sure, they're usually booing their own guys and throwing stuff on the floor, but where was anybody in Milwaukee last night? That did not seem like a playoff game, but still, you would expect the Bucs on their home floor in game two to come out. They're going to be pissed off after dropping game one as huge favorites, huge favorites in the series. I think that would be my favorite play, but man, like, Atlanta, again, they get no respect with these eight-point spreads, eight and a half, nine. I feel like all these games are going to come down to one possession, said the same thing against Philadelphia, and even the same thing against New York. A lot of people were playing New York in the first round of that series. Yeah, and especially on the road, Ryan. Like, right. Trey, Trey Young's got a little uh, young Reggie Miller to him where he goes into places, he hits shots, and shuts up the whole crowd. Like They won in New York. They won three or four in Philadelphia. They won in game one on the road in Milwaukee. It's like you kind of think the, the spread is – Obviously, the home team. Desperate. He's doing the shimmy on the road. I know. It's like <laughs> he's breaking the numbers here. And and you guys, I never thought like I never thought we would see this side of Trey. I watched Trey, and I loved Trey in college at Oklahoma. But I was always like, he's going to be a poor man, Steph Curry. I don't know if he's going to be able to facilitate. I don't know if he has the court vision. You know, we knew he had the handles. He's got the speed. We knew he could knock down shots. But I'm actually like in shock. He's became a superstar here in the playoffs, and I love the trash talk. We haven't seen this. I mean, he's got a little little Reggie Miller in him. That was the first time watching him and Spike go back and forth and him talk trash to Madison Square Garden. It was awesome. Then he comes to Milwaukee and, you know, he's talking trash, but he's not getting it back. So we'll see what happens. I'm waiting for him to pull out the Reggie Miller choke. I thought he would do it in Philadelphia when they blew the 26-point lead. That's honestly, I used to love the, my, I like the, the one that I liked better was when Reggie Miller hit the shot and took the bow yeah. and uh, Tony Kukoc drilled the shot with 0.8 left to beat him after he was talking trash. That was my favorite Reggie moment. I loved cheering against Reggie. Just like I love cheering against Trey now, but like with this Atlanta team, even though, you know, I'm rooting for Milwaukee, I'm still rooting for the Bucks to win the championship. I have a hard time rooting against this Atlanta team, man. I like Trey. I like John Collins. I think I like John Collins more than um, Nate McMillan has at times. Like there were times in the regular season where he wasn't even on the floor in the fourth quarter. I know this because I play his props every single night. I love Kevin Herter. I love, I mean, he looks really bad right now. Bogdanovich looks really injured. I played him over points. He's another guy that we should probably fade this series. He doesn't look right, but I really like that roster. And I think they're a nightmare matchup, as I've said a couple times now, for the Bucs just because they have so many knockdown shooters. And Coach Bud still treats the NBA like it's 1995, man. They have the second-rated defense in the playoffs right now, and they take away the rim, but they give you open shots all night long. Orvi, we have about a minute left. Uh, what are you betting tonight in the NBA? Man, this is tough tonight in the NBA. I think what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to stay away from the side. I'm going to stay away from the total. If anything, I might lean Clippers. Maybe they steal one going back to L.A. I'm going to look to play Chris Paul's rebounds and assists tonight. I think the last I saw it was at 12 and a half. I think Chris Paul, despite the fact we haven't seen him yet in this series, I don't know if he's going to be hitting shots early on, but I think he'll look to facilitate. He'll grab a couple rebounds. Oh, and they put Devin Booker uh, rebounds back at five and a half. So we got to go over on that. Only juice minus 115. Oh, good luck there with uh, Devin Booker. Like that. That's Ryan Horvat, co-host of Bet MGM tonight here on the BetQL Network weeknights, seven to eleven Eastern. Seven to eleven Eastern. Thanks, Horvy. Let's catch up again soon. All right. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Lightning bets are next. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.